0: season, the funniest guys in baseball just take a deep breath and let it rip are back. Mr. Buzz got nailed by that
1: missile. In a completely different league. Please send me one
0: real baseball player. And if you can't, you might as well just strike me dead. They're just nine players short of a dream team
1: you are out of here they're not just your normal players the hood helps serrano focus hell all i know is it looks dumb as hell and he has to be led up to home plate they train different could have been called for unnecessary roughness on that one they run different lance the dance scores
0: on what appears to be a double cell cow and a triple axle thrown into and they catch different i like pops next track <clears throat>
1: There are two kinds of baseball. There's big Leap, and then there's little Leap.
0: smells a little bit like a challenge. You can either play the buzz, you can have the entire world of baseball, call you a coward.
2: I'm gonna give you the beating of your life. We'll see about
0: that. Yeah, we will.
1: These guys are just crazy enough... We're gonna to leap
0: like a gazelle. <laughs> ...to
1: try something crazy. Let's go out there and take a bite out of the big team's ass. Beat them in two. Submission! I want you to hit the ball into another zip code. Yes, sir.
0: Major league, back to the minors. So much for beating them in a submission. Shut up. The diamond <laughs> has never been so rough. Get the trainer. Better bring a bag of ice. Silver
1: base, silver base.
0: Welcome to They Call This a Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and other podcast services by searching They Call This a Movie and find us on Twitter and Instagram at TicTamPod. That's T-C-D-A-M-Pod. We are also now a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation, and you could find them at GVNation.com. Welcome back to They Call This a Movie. This is Anthony Delvecchio, and with me as always is Dan Aquino and Mark Myers. Say hello, gentlemen, and please refrain from making any jokes about Jada Pinkett Smith. Hello, friends. <laughs> Damn. Um, okay. <laughs> we can't. We can't uh, have Will Smith knocking on your door, man.
1: <laughs> he is from Philly, Mark. So this is yeah. a very real possibility. I mean, I
2: mean, we could talk it out. Um, I could. So I could show him some Johns, and he could, you know, decide if he likes them, and then we can go to the plateau. A cheese steaks is that a thing?
1: Is that still a Philly thing? Yes. Yes. Okay. Cheese
2: steaks are still a Philly thing, Dan.
1: I didn't know if you
0: guys gave that up or not. <laughs> nope. Uh, yeah, so uh, before we get into this week's movie, gentlemen, whatever you watched this week, anything? Yeah, uh,
1: I watched nothing crazy. I just I watched the first episode of the Halo series on Paramount Plus. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, it's, it's first episode and they're they're releasing one every week. Okay. Um, Dan, can and... I ask you a question before you get into it? Absolutely not. Uh, no, go ahead. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> please do. You, do. Do, you, do you pay for Paramount Plus? I'll never tell. <laughs> it's
2: I, I, I honestly, now I'm not criticizing you if you are, but um, I don't. That's one of the ones that I'm like. I don't rarely hear people talk about having. Is the yeah, yeah. That
1: I, I do not pay for it? No. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I will I, tell I would, you. I will never that... pay for that garbage
0: uh, <laughs> platform. It is the worst platform I've ever been a witness to. It's terrible. terrible. Yeah, it's so
1: it's anti user friendly the the opposite of user friendly
0: it's fu- it's slow half the time the movies don't won't load awful <laughs> awful yeah,
1: it, it's so bad i'm surprised i got to watch the the first episode of halo without incident twice cuz i watched it once by myself and once with jen mm-hmm. she wanted to watch it but uh, again first episode so i don't want to uh, you know be too harsh on it but not a great start I would say uh, the the special effects look like they're pulled straight out of the Xbox game themselves. I'm not saying they're terrible, but for a big budget production, I expected better. Um, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm interested in seeing where the, the story goes, but I, I wasn't, Really impressed, I'll say that.
2: So, 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 what you're saying is it's the second best CGI slash green screen you watched this week? Ah, uh, yes, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I have, I, I definitely have some notes about that. Um, <laughs> and I, I also watched on HBO Max, our Our Flag Means Death. Okay, uh-huh. and yeah, very funny. It's a, a pretty, I think it's essentially it's like a pirate spoof. Um, some really good actors in it. I believe Taika Waititi is the executive producer on it. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty funny. Jen and I watched the first three episodes of it, and uh, I was laughing my ass off. So if you have HBO Max, I would highly recommend watching that. I th- I think you guys would enjoy it at least.
0: Yeah, I I I saw I've read good things about it. I know Taika was part of it, and I know uh, uh, Reese Darby, who was in uh, Flight of the Concords is part of it too. Yes. So I was like, so I've been interested in that, but I haven't checked it out yet. And, I actually yeah, didn't even realize. Me. Okay. I didn't realize the Halo series came out yet. So that's not in my uh, field of vision, to be honest with you. Yeah. Besides I, the I, fact that it's on Paramount Plus, it's also Halo and I don't really care.
1: <laughs> I, I think it's more, I, I was interested in, I wanted to see how everything looked. And obviously I, I like the Halo games, having played with our group of friends and all that. So I was interested in just checking it out and steven spielberg is a producer on it and i think he's he's been dying to get a halo movie or series off the ground for quite a while and it just it, it was cool to see master chief in live action um I, I forget i don't know how you pronounce his last name pablo um oh oh i thought i thought you were talking about john halo uh, yeah john the halo, halo pablo uh pablo schreiber driver yeah driver yeah he he's master chief um yeah, he's i like him he's a good actor i i think i first saw him in orange is the new black right he was mustache yep. stash, uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a solid actor i i like him he's apparently he's in talks to be wolverine or uh i saw that for marvel and I you know i'm, I'm not gonna be a purist here he's too tall it's uh, gotta
2: be hugh jackman is what you're saying
1: oh yes no <laughs> it, it, it has to be someone who's five foot two if it's not someone who's five foot two i riot okay <laughs> it's gotta be a
2: short king got
1: it gotta be a short king no so i joe it, rogan joe rogan, that's right <laughs> if if pablo schreiber were to become wolverine i would be i would be excited for it he, i like him
0: okay cool what about you, Mark? Anything? No, no,
2: just um, I didn't watch anything this week. Um, I just have one thing since I can talk one slight thing about the Batman that because Tia wasn't was here last week. I didn't. Um, I just want to ask Dan, because one of the parts that I laughed out loud and I was the only one that didn't in the theater was when they were uh, interrogating the penguin and he shows them the picture and the penguin in his accent goes, what are you showing me that for? Come I, think on. I think it's supposed to be serious and intense, but just the thickness of the accent, I just busted out laughing in the middle of my movie theater at I'll, it.
1: I'll tell you what, I, I'm actually looking forward to the Penguin HBO Max series. I'm I'm interested to see what they do with that character and how yeah. they uh yeah. how Colin Farrell continues that role. Yeah,
2: yeah. It was just
1: <laughs> Yeah.
2: There were other scenes that people chuckled at that I don't think. They're being funny, but that was the only thing that I literally had to laugh and then felt like all the eyes were looking at me in the theater. <laughs> it, was <laughs> yeah,
1: it was funny. Uh, I, that got some laughs at uh,
2: my screen. Okay, Maybe I was at a bad screening. But oh, yeah, man. yeah, that was that was really good.
0: But oh, anyway, cool. yep,
2: I have not watched um, anything this week. um Yeah. And looking forward to the Penguin series, as Dan had mentioned.
0: OK, as for me, I've only watched a couple of things this week. In terms of movies, the only thing I watched this week was the movie Fresh, which is on Hulu. It stars Sebastian Stan as a, a a creep. I don't want to get too much into it because uh, Tommy Lee himself. That. Yeah, I think most of the things are spoilers, but uh, it's pretty good. I watched it because uh, Halloween is Forever did an episode on it a couple of weeks ago. Figured I'd check it out. It was interesting. I'd give it a watch. It's it's pretty pretty quick and a fascinating story. Um, besides that. My wife and I or my wife has watched and I've been in the uh, the the room for it. So it's become my guilty pleasure of the week has been the second season of Bridgerton. And there's far less fucking going on, which is a disappointment. But, you know, it's not not a terrible watch. How does that happen? Right. How how do you take the best part of a
1: show and just limit that?
0: Yeah. 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 You remove the sexy dude in it. And I'm like, all right, well. Let's try and build a, around everybody else, I suppose.
1: Well, wait, this isn't everyone sexy. I thought that was like the whole thing,
0: right? But the the what's his name, the Roger or whatever his name is, uh, um, that was the big star from last year. Is not in oh, it? This oh, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, yes. that makes sense. Yeah, because not, he's not, not every series
2: there. can be Euphoria, so
0: right, that's true. But uh, yeah, that's it. That's it this week. That because we're already like on episode seven or eight of eight so that's been our, our watching and yeah a lot of stuff going around just around the house so i haven't gotten a chance to watch and i started playing some video games instead of watching but that's not oh, nice. that's not for this podcast that's it's the wrong podcast that, to talk about is, that, that. is
2: that is that an offer to be the third channel in the other podcast
0: oh god no <laughs> i mean i don't have to edit that so maybe if you need it <laughs> but uh no I'm not trying to weasel my way in. No, no, we have plans anyway. But good, good. I'm glad. (laughs) Honestly, one podcast is, I think,
1: is the max for most people, right? Multiple podcasts, podcasts,
2: and three streams a week. Is what you're saying?
1: When we when we had when I was on two podcasts, I did. Barely, first of all, I've done no work on any of the podcasts.
0: <laughs> I mean, there was points where you were on three podcasts at once, right? Yeah. The, that's MC, true. Did the MCU ever crossover with Stranger Things? I'm sure it did. It might have, but again, I did no work. You did <laughs> <more. laughs>
1: But not out of you know not
0: wanting to do it. I just no one no
1: one was like, yeah, Dan, Dan
0: you do this. <laughs> Dan just coasts through life having other people do every old <laughs> podcast work for
1: him but just out of out of sheer luck sheer stupid <laughs> luck it's it's never been out of i don't want to do it it's just been yeah someone someone else had volunteered that uh <laughs> that, you that have, honor
0: you ever think it's just because no one trusts you on the technical side of things oh i i don't trust myself <laughs> i can barely get my microphone to work everybody else is like mm, we got it yeah. don't worry about it dan yeah, no. <laughs> you, you just show up and we'll handle the rest. Good yeah. boy. <laughs> all right, that's all I watched this week. Not much, um, but we're going to take a quick break so you can list some ads so we can pay those bills. We'll be back in a second. And welcome back. Now it's time to get into this week's movie. And this week was our March movie of the month, and we decided to go baseball movies. So we pitted against each other. We pitted Mr. 3000, which was Dan's pick. Mark's pick, which was... Summer catch, which unfortunately did not win, and that means it has to retire you, until you, you let me down, FPJ. You let me down. <laughs> and yeah, not even a, not even a like. Not even, not a, even like. a like
1: a and retweet. And POTUS, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't you it Biden didn't like anything? Mm.
1: I th- I think his, his, his mind is a little preoccupied. Can you imagine if yeah. like like I have to take a break from trying to end end a war? To uh, vote on this podcast yeah. Uh,
0: movie, yeah, don't don't think I won't remember this in twenty twenty four. There, <laughs> sleepy Joe. Yep,
1: <laughs> that would be a great reason. Oh, he lost by
0: one vote. <laughs> well, Should have picked Summer Catch. Yeah, uh, but and then the third one was the one that won in a runoff vote because it tied with Mister Three Thousand. Was Major League Back to the Miners, and this was my pick from nineteen ninety eight. And I've seen this movie plenty of times. I've seen this. I think I've rented it a couple of times and watched it at least two, three times. Probably on HBO in the late '90s, a couple of times. And I thought I was going to hate this movie because the things that I remember very distinctly is the terrible CG baseball effects yes. and the green screen shots Aww. that they apparently stole from the previous two movies. Um, but I kind of enjoyed myself with this movie. It's not very good but what i like about it is how determined it is to not sweat the small stuff and what i mean by that is that it starts quick you know you get you get you see scott Bakula throw two pitches and then we're off and he's he's done playing and then now he's all of a sudden he's coaching and we need we know we need to bring tanaka into this this movie and we need to bring serrano into this but do we need to think of a logical way why these guys get in here? No. Yeah. They did Tanaka show for some reason. For, Tanaka for some reason is running a miniature golf course in a random place that they were driving past, and Scott Bakula just assumes it's Tanaka, yeah. and sure enough, it is. Uh, the yeah, I think the biggest thing that is a detriment to this movie is the fact that it has the major league label on it. If it wasn't, if it was just a, a baseball movie. Obviously, you would lose this yeah. Pedro Serrano. you would lose Tanaka, you lose Rube and Corbin Burns, and. but um, it's fun. it's it's very minor league baseball. It feels it feels like a minor league baseball game, you know? But you forget that whether yep. or not they play seven innings or nine innings, and you go home, you didn't really care who won or who lost, and you probably didn't watch a whole lot of the game. Yeah, it's, <laughs> thats <laughs> just drinking that's. That's basically what it's like to be at a minor league baseball game. And that's basically what this movie is. It's feeling like you're at a minor league game. We've got minor league Rene Russo. We've got, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> we've got, that's Ted, good. we've got Ted McGinley, who oh, is, who's kind of great in this movie. He's maybe drunk. <laughs> he's on um, some kind of substance. He's very sitcom in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I kind of appreciate it. Uh, yeah i i don't dislike this movie i'll just say that what are you, Where are you where you guys come from dan start with you
1: uh yeah i've seen this movie at, if not 10 times close to 10 times wow yeah. that's a lot i i like this movie because for the reasons that you stated how they don't care to mention any specifics really a lot of it, it's like it doesn't matter exactly it doesn't matter it's, how did how did Pedro Serrano know to show up doesn't matter why is Tanaka <laughs> in where are they in Florida right I think they're in Florida why is I Tanaka I'm not even one hundred percent
0: sure <laughs>
1: yeah, like, why is Tanaka there doesn't matter you know how does everyone know Gus doesn't matter it's I I like that about this where it's it it just wants to be a baseball movie uh it, it kind of skips. Uh, a, a major plot. You know, there's there's no, like, love interest, really. Uh, like, in the first major league, right, Tom Beringer is trying to get Rene Russo, and that's really mm-hmm. the the heart of the story while you're following uh, a, a washed-up catcher and then two up-and-coming baseball players, Wesley Snipes and uh, Charlie Sheen. Uh, and then the second one, obviously, going more goofy, but still has the same overall plot now. Hey, this team just wants to win. This is just for fun. This is, you know let's 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 get that minor league feel like you were saying uh yeah i i remembered way more of this movie than i thought i would uh i was quoting parts here and there a little racist this movie is just a tad oh, racist yeah <laughs> a little more than i was comfortable it's like ooh, yeah i don't remember it being this way but <laughs> you know hey listen uh i i don't know how to you know you can't justify it, obviously. Like, oh, it was a different time. It, this was when did this come out, two thousand ninety-seven. Oh, was it, 97? ninety-seven? Wow. Okay. So, all right. Uh, yeah, I, I like this movie. I still had a good time with it. I I, I enjoy Scott Bakula as the perennial like aging, <laughs> aging superstar. Right. Sure. He's in unnecessary roughness. Right. He was a yeah. big time football player. Yep. Could have made it, but wasn't necessarily good enough. Got old. Same thing here. You know, he, he's kind of like everybody's dad, Scott Bakula,
0: everybody's <laughs> dad. Yeah, sure. Uh, Mark, what about you?
2: Yeah, so I, I've seen this movie a few times. I've probably seen the second one the most out of any major leagues and probably way more than I can count. Um, so the the first thing that I know is right off the bat is that, you know, I maybe from watching the first two more, I was expecting a little more structure, if that makes sense, in terms of, like, story and and things kind of making a little more sense. Mm -hmm. Um, But you quickly get over that after a while and just have fun with it. The one interesting thing is this is the first time I've seen this since I uh, covered minor league baseball back in a previous career. Um, And a lot of the setup of the clubhouse and, like, the interactions between the players, um, outside of the goofiness, I'm talking more, you know, when the the pitchers are talking and they're teaching each other things and stuff. There's a lot of stuff I saw um, in in the clubhouse. And the funny thing is I didn't have as much of a problem with the Gus stuff because there are plenty of guys in the minors that make really good friends with each other. And some of them go to the majors and some of them just watch out in the minors. But they always stay in contact. Um, And you see them talking to each other and I'm getting updates from from of the guys going up from those guys. So the fact that Gus probably crossed paths with Serrano um, at some point in the Indians minor league system um, would make a lot of sense. Um, the, the only thing that slightly doesn't make sense age-wise is I think he would have known Doc, uh, not Doc, um, Pops. Uh, Pops, yeah, at some point, right. and they don't seem to know each other. So that was the only, in terms of that stuff, you know, the one where I, I was like, OK, like they could have made that like they were old teammates or something and, you know, um, uh, thing. But yeah, yeah, I I, I did enjoy this movie. Um, I, I love to say I think I think the end, the last act of the movie, like the final game um, was a little less dramatic than I'm used to with these types of movies. Um, sure. It just sort of ends. I mean it has a big dramatic moment there's there's a little bit of a build up and a little bit of a payoff but it's like it's not like the end of either one or two um, sure. which, which yeah. is much much more dramatic outside of it being you know m o b stuff but um you know um I think it would have been um a slight making it a little bit better um would have been if you know instead of him pulling and hitting that home run if he actually you know hit it using the like using the opposite field as he's been taught. Right. You know, I, I, that would have been a more full, you know, um, closing of that story. Um, But yeah, but him hitting the home run was great. Um, I love the atmosphere, as you said, of the minor league park at the end. Um, um, I like the, um, I like that um, in three movies, um, Corbin Burnson plays three different versions of Roger Dorn. He does. He really sure. does. <laughs> they, they are completely different from one another. Um, and it's just funny to me. Um, it's that it's just basically, they're just paying for the actor. Yeah. And they're just like, you're Roger Dorn. This time we want you to be a confident GM.
1: Right. <laughs> you no know. One who really cares yeah. about baseball. baseball.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, yeah. I think that the, the, f- I'm still laughing in my head, think of the um, the comment Aunt made earlier about calling her like knockoff for Neve Russo, um, the girl, because they do everything they can to sort of give the same vibe um, of that girl. And um, the one unrealistic thing in this movie, in terms of, I guess they wanted to get Rube to have some kind of connection, is that a catcher with those kind of problems would not have still been in minor league baseball.
1: Yeah, probably not.
2: <laughs> you know, at that point, like. Like doing simple things,
1: um, he's failing at. And, and also, the um, problem is that team seems to only have one catcher. So Rube yeah. <laughs> is catching every single game <laughs> and being terrible. And he, yeah, he's probably like forty years old at that point. He'd be dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um,
2: the the one thing I think we talked about um in comments um was about the the one guy making it all the way to AAA with just one pitch. Yeah, and um, I'll be honest in. The way the minor leagues work, if you have one dominant skill, um, they will keep calling you up in the hopes that you learn other stuff. Um, and A is usually the stopping point. It's like, okay, he's not going to learn. Um, we either got to cut him or uh, change his position. Or he just, or he'll um, just
1: rot away in the minor.
2: Yeah. 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 <laughs> Turn like into it, a reliever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's not, um, you know, I just always think of the, the story that I got to follow with, with, Jason Mott is the fact that he made it all the way up to AAA because he was a tremendous defensive catcher, but he couldn't hit over 150. So they eventually sent him back all the way down the ladder because he could throw 98 miles an hour. Um, so they turned him into a pitcher. Um, so when you guys mentioned that, oh, there's no way this guy can make it all the way, I'm like, ah, that happens sometimes. Um, they just hope that the other part comes along. But um, I did like the yin and yang uh, of Hog and Doc. In Terms of pitching, I thought that sure. was a pretty good touch in this movie, but yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, thought I would regret, um, and really dislike it, like Ant, um, said, um, outside of the, a lot of the you know, uh, semi objectionable stuff, um, because it was a, a different time. Um, that's not even much of an excuse for it, but you know, it's definitely a lot of stuff wouldn't have been done in 2021. Um,
1: but yeah, I enjoyed it. Well, Mark, you say that yeah. guys would make it. You know, through to A at one point. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to call bullshit on that because not a single person in this movie can throw an actual baseball. Oh, yeah, Okay, the the characters <laughs> they're based on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't think a, a ball was ever really touched in this movie. I think I think it Rube's bad shooting. throws are that actor actually throwing the baseball. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, <laughs> poorly throwing. Yeah. Uh, you know what I liked about these movies? I was just thinking about it. This trilogy, you have three different movies with three different endings on how how the the teams win, uh, yeah. right? You have a walk off bunt yeah. single. Then you have a sh- you, you have a big strikeout from Vaughn, right. right? And then in this one, you get the walk off homer. Yeah, so you you get a good amount of uh of um of diversity there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, you you get to see the game for for all its glory.
2: Yeah, there were a couple moments in this movie where they tried to recall things from the previous movie, like the pitcher wanting to pitch the Carlos, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the, oh, end of yeah. the second movie, sure. you know. And yeah. they they do a couple other callbacks, um like the the Japu stuff was completely unnecessary
0: in this movie. Now it's Jobu, right? For, through the first two movies. It,
2: I think it's so. Jobu, I'm going yeah. by the captions and I may have misheard it. When I was he younger, says oh, he does he say Joe
0: Poo in this. Okay. Does he?
1: I thought he, he said Joe does. Jobu.
0: But uh, like I I had to Google. I Googled Joe Poo first to see if anything popped up. Nothing popped up. But as soon as you type in Joe Boo, everything comes up. So okay. is this like it's, a
2: Bernstein Bernstein Bears thing?
1: it the might Mandela be
0: effect. amanda adela effects sort of thing yeah
1: i'm so ingrained to hear joe boo that he could have said anything and i would just oh it's joe boo
0: well i didn't think of it until i saw it because i think the i think the captions were like a, a second or so ahead of it so i was able to see him, it that say joe poo i was like what okay, joe maybe poo? what the fuck's this and I, I was person
1: hoping... doing the closed captioning didn't know
0: what he said maybe yeah uh, eh, joe poo that sounds fine maybe uh one thing i like about this because like it it does the whole thing where like the other two movies where everyone's got their little uh their quirks and they in this movie they immediately solve them like they yeah. again <laughs> they not, don't have time to not wasting time on them like this isn't yeah. what this movie's about this is movie are going to be about ted mcginley versus scott bacula but we yeah. gotta throw these in so these two guys can't can't stop fighting over the ball up the middle so we're going to solve that in the very next scene we have yeah. Rube, Rube can't throw all of a sudden. He's just going to, he's going to have like, if you, if you can't throw down to second, then you're going to get cut like, Oh, well then that ends that little thread. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. yeah that, and imagine of a, a minor league coach was able to do what a major league coach couldn't do. Yeah. And even, even uh, downtown, downtown goes up to the majors for a scene and he's back. Like, like they skip ahead right. like, a, like yeah. two weeks and he's like, Oh nope, I'm back. I missed all of two minutes of this movie.
1: And, and the way that they handle the, the, how things are, like the transactions, like the, there's the scene where Scott Bakula is having uh, lunch or dinner with Corbin Burdson. And uh, Burdson is like, yeah, you know, Huff wants downtown to come up. It's not the manager's decision only. Like he can request someone, but the, the, there are other people. Again, that's this movie saying it doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> I, <laughs> Yeah, is there is like maybe bill belichick is like the only coach who really like runs the organization
2: well, he's, he's technically the general manager too is he yeah, I think. yeah it, but i get it, your it, point
1: like, yeah. yeah how many managers just like yeah i'm just gonna like bring up this guy however well like, whoa hold on man slow your roll you can <laughs> like we're, we're keeping an eye on him and we'll we'll I, let you know when he's ready I,
2: I would assume in his heyday la russa and Tori probably had that kind of pull
1: maybe I, with the way that. Teams want to control their their uh, their younger players. I think there's probably a lot of uh, people in the upper management who are keeping track of that stuff. I would imagine. But again, like, as Anthony was saying, there's no time for any of that. There's no time no. for realism.
2: Like no. did 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 uh, uh did Roger Dorn go and sign Serrano and Tanaka? Like I mean, no? yeah, that's I
1: have that written down. People can't just walk onto AAA teams. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, I, I'm going to play now. That's not how it works, man. Yeah,
0: but what about what about uh, Bakula? Uh, Gus, he hops off a of plane and go as he takes on the job, and then they're like, yeah, we're an hour till game time. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: brought we brought, Has- we brought your uniform. Okay. Hasn't had a chance to meet the team. Nope. It's like, yep. Yeah, here you go. Figure it out. <laughs> Like, like you said, that that kind of feels some like something a minor league team would do, right? Right. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. You know, here you go, man.
0: And these yeah. these are not AAA stadiums. That's for damn sure. Yeah. No, no. Oh, no. <laughs>
2: yeah. This would be lower minor league. You know, where all this stuff could happen. Yeah. yeah I, AAA. I'm gonna,
1: no. I'm gonna sound like I'm like self congratulating myself here, but I played in D3 stadiums that were nicer than that. <laughs> that that was kind of like a rec oh. league park oh man look at the athlete over here yeah. Oh, yeah i, uh, know, I do I
0: seeing at mr athlete i do have a question for you oh, boy. uh i want you to rate walton goggins swing oh uh you know he i have written down that even at this point
1: in his career he's still acting circles around everybody sure and it, it was easy to see why he's pretty much the only one who came out of this unscathed. Uh not a great swing. Not a great swing in my opinion. He uh he he moves his back foot a lot. Yeah. I was going to say he he falls yeah.
0: he falls into the zone
1: on that back foot an awful lot. Yeah. Yeah, he he moves his back foot a lot. Uh even when he you, they show him hitting off the tee, he, his swing is just all over the place and he's he has no balance whatsoever. Yeah. Uh but I mean out of all of them he's probably the most convincing ball player hey, Dennis
0: Haysbert's haysbert yeah. has got uh, you know he was in uh, mr baseball let's
1: yeah but they don't show him a lot they, don't. they i think he only showed him like two at bats
0: they show him in the they show him uh, with some at bats like maybe once and then yeah. they show him in the outfield a couple times right yeah and i,
1: mean,
0: then, and
2: I take slight offense to goggins is the only one that comes out unscathed Hayesbert became president of the United States, Dan. That's Encidence true.
1: That, you know, he did. <laughs>
0: this is he also our, yeah. our second Tom Barriott movie in a row. Yeah, played really. Pops. Yeah. Pops is uh, the Bilkins in Too Fast, Too Furious. Furious.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make that connection. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So Major League oh. Back to the Miners from 1998, directed by John Warren, who directed one movie before this, and that was it the curse of inferno starring paulie shore I, mean, I figured he must have just given up at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck this man although uh, that's a step up from paulie shore i'd say yeah a movie that like it's not even in the in the army now or jury duty it's a movie i've never even heard of yeah son-in-law not even son-in-law <laughs> <laughs> it is that's the dregs of paulie shore <laughs> yeah uh, it stars Scott Bakula, Corbin Burnson, Dennis Haysbert, Takaki Ish- Ishibashi, Jensen Daggett, Eric Bruscouter, Walton Goggins, Ted McGinley, Kenny Johnson, Judson Mills, Lobo Sebastian, Tom Barry, Peter McKenzie, and Bob Euchre. IMDB score 4.6. And there is not a single review on Rotten Tomatoes, either audience or critic. There is literally no information about this movie in Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> interesting for a movie that's that was released into theaters there was absolutely nothing no one's rated it no one's commented on it just exists there yeah, the we're, movie we're that, the only three people to ever see this movie maybe <laughs> the movie that rotten tomatoes forgot <laughs> budgets of 18 million dollars and box office 3.5 million so yeah, i would did not say make that
2: i would say that 18 million dollars was probably mostly salary and partially getting the twins license
0: I'd say a yeah. lot of location shooting, so yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that gets pricey. Crowds, yeah, they probably didn't yeah. have a huge CG budget, so that's probably a lot of practical stuff. Probably the reason why they're in smaller stadiums, um, yeah. Yeah, I, and
1: and just one thing, and I'm interested to hear your guys' take on this because I'm under the impression that there is zero zero percent chance zero chance that a good minor league team could beat a bad major league hmm.
0: i think everybody gets lucky once if you're saying if you're so. saying they play 99 out a uh, uh, play 100 games and they win once out of nine uh, out of 100 i could see it you know i think so yeah okay I'm, yeah I'm you, get a, you get a picture that's on that day yeah okay stars yeah. Have, i'm not saying stars don't have to align i think 100 yeah. percent they have to align um, okay. And it can't be Max, Scher- Max Scherzer, you know, pitching to AAA guys, you know. It's yeah. got to be back the rotation sort of guy that has it off day, you know.
2: Like the Pirates.
0: Right. Guy can't find the strike zone and gets tagged in the first – and gets uh, chased out of the game in the first inning, you know.
1: Yeah. I would. Li- I, there's got to be, like, a, a, pro, a computer program out there where if you put, like – I don't know who the best AAA team is, but if you put – the Orioles against that team and run a simulation. I wonder what the, the outcomes would be. The
2: fun part yeah. about AAA is that it's got, it's, it's got a lot of older guys in it, you know, more than young prospects. So there's like, like doc, there's a lot of junk ballers and, you know, guys that like major league hitters haven't seen that kind of stuff since, you know, they were in the minors. Um, so you could trip up some major league hitters that way. Um, It's like always the factor when it when someone comes up for the first start, unless if they're absolutely terrible, like Ann said, missing their spot, um, they can cruise for a few innings um, because, you know, maybe they're throwing something the uh, major leaguers aren't expecting. But it would be more on the offensive end. It would have to be like the worst pitcher on the worst major league team. Yeah. You know,
0: starting. I think because it's like baseball is a different monster. In terms of all the other sports, right? Because yeah. it's a team game, but essentially it's 1v1 throughout the yeah. entire game. It's a pitcher versus a hitter. So, yeah. you know, someone grooves a 95 mile an hour fastball guy, turns around on it, you know, that's conceivable that happens. You know, an, an NFL team, the worst NFL team is not going to lose to the best college team. No, they're just, they're going to destroy them. The best right. basketball team, I mean, we've seen, you know, the best bl- baseball, the basketball players we've assembled as yeah, the yeah, usa which the is supposed world, to win you know, they haven't won every single olympics ever um so mm-hmm. i mean that it's the possible there you know i could see you know i could yeah. see it but again stars have to align yeah, uh, you, it's, you brought it's, up, uh, i was gonna say you brought up doc uh mark you brought up doc, uh, doc yeah. and
1: you can't tell me you can't convince me otherwise that uh, that role wasn't written for jim gaffigan
0: <laughs> Definitely has some Jim Caffigan uh, in him. Yeah. And I'm, I am feel kind of like a kinship to uh, Doc yeah. because I have a record of seven innings pitched in my uh, career of no hit ball because I can't throw faster than about like 45 <laughs> miles per hour. did you tell
1: you did you tell your coach if uh did you ask him if he uh if you should go with the uh the fast or
0: or the the breaking stuff Uh, stuff. i think this was around this time it might have been like i might have been 14 or 15 so it was probably like 99 2000 so i want you to go to the off speed stuff is the it was was talked about yes but okay uh five innings pitched of one hit ball so it's pretty good it's my pitching career I'd sign yeah. up for that every day.
2: Yep. I, I, did, that. I did like that one bit where Rube goes, nah, I stole that from a police station and it doesn't register anything under 55. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you guys want to get into the plot? Let's do it. Sure. All right, Dan, what do you got for us this week? So if you listened to our last podcast, Too
1: Fast and Too Furious, you'll know mm-hmm. our special guest was Tia, and she has a podcast, The Top Ten with Tia. Go to geekvibesnation.com. Check it out. Search for Top Ten with Tia. Tia and her friend Brittany run down Top Ten list. So if that's something you like, please go give her a listen. Uh, You know, give her a follow. Let her know that you love her. She's a good friend of the podcast. Uh, Go check her out on Twitter at TC
0: underscore Stark. Okay, great. And we're going to take a quick break, and you guys are going to listen to some messages from friends of the podcast, and we'll be back in a second. Oh, hi. Didn't see you there.
2: house in philly and
0: i'll see you boils and ghouls over there and welcome back now it's time to get into the plot for major league and back to the minors we opened on some good old-fashioned minor league baseball action as a really old scott bacula is struggling to get through an inning as a pitcher for the miracle after an errant throw goes into the miracle dugout bacula who's playing scott gus cantrell uh switches the live ball for a different one and heads back out with no self-respecting umpire would allow it to happen in the game with a ball that's just been gotten thrown into the dugout without expecting it. But again, this movie does not care about logic. Um, but the play resumes, play resumes and the next pitch is a pop fly. But after the play, the umpire does come out to inspect the ball. And it turns out that Cantrell had a frozen ball and is promptly tossed <laughs> from the game. I, I, I like already, his response. Come on, I
2: only have like five more outs or whatever he says. <laughs>
0: I had written down that Rob Manfred would love Gus. <laughs> all the while, a suited Roger Dorn, played by Corbin Bernson, looks on. In a dive bar, Bacula has dinner and a beer as he soaks his arm. Dorn meets up with him. They sit down to have some drinks, and Gus talks about the woman he loves, Maggie, who happens to be the waitress at the bar. And they couldn't have found a better almost Ray Renuso if they tried. <laughs> as they all leave the bar, Gus mentions to Dorn that he's retiring at the end of the season. Which is great because Doran just so happens to have a triple A minor league team in need of a manager again, just like cutting to the chase. I love it, yeah. it's and for no reason, perfect. yeah. And for no reason, Gus isn't sure about it, despite the fact that Maggie is the most supportive person of his new career. I,
1: I like that too. I had written down, I'm happy that the uh, the female uh, lead is supportive of the, the main character because mm-hmm. how often in sports movies do you get I can't back you up on this. Uh, you need to be with you know your family, or you need to be with me more. This is you know blah blah blah. This is just yeah. You could do this. Go go for it. You know. We'll, yeah. I'll be. I love the line. Uh, Scott Bakula asks, "Well, what about us?" She says, "Us will be here. Us isn't going anywhere." Like yeah. Th- there's there's a woman who
0: who gets it. You know. I like that. Yeah. Not. We don't have time in this movie for this side drama. Right. Yeah, we we nope. don't have time for Scott
1: Bakula to chase not Rene Russo around. Yeah,
2: a plot and maybe a little b plot.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there is there is a and then a minus plot really. Yeah, <laughs> but again, Gus says no, but agrees to go see a promising prospect with Dorn by the name of Downtown Anderson. So Gus, <laughs> does he not have a? Does he not have a, a first name? Uh, it's uh, Billy. Is it?
1: Because
0: oh, yeah, he's Billy introduced is.
1: as Downtown Anderson, and yeah. even on the Jumbotron, it's Downtown Anderson. Yeah, like,
0: it's Billy. Okay. Yeah.
1: They, they do it for Doc, too. They
0: just say, it's Doc Waltner or whatever. They're like yeah. No one has a first name, apparently. <laughs> so Gus and Maggie go to the game, and on the line for concessions, Leonard Huff, an old acquaintance of Gus, of Gus's manager of the Minnesota Twins, and professional asshole, played by Ted McGinley, shows up. And immediately, Huff starts swinging his dick around, paying for Gus's concessions, which is all of $4, and more or less tries to steal Maggie away from Gus. Dorn meets up with them, and the four of them watch Billy Downtown Anderson play. Played by Walton Goggins, who would have been about 26 at the time. Whose swing is okay, he kind of falls into the zone a little bit on his back foot, but I've seen worse, though he has a terrible slide into second base on a double.
1: I think he was out in that play. Yeah, he kind of bounces off the dirt. Yeah, it looked like like he came
0: off. Does not look like fun. It, no. looked, like, it looked like he took a little, took the, like, hard ground or something like that, a little hard. But the, the, they shot it well enough
1: where you don't see the slide. You just see his face. Yeah. It's in, in, ambiguous. You can't tell if he's
0: out or not, but it, I think he was out. <laughs> After the game, they all meet up with Downtown, and Huff says that he's going to call him up to the big team soon enough. He says big team so much, it almost seems like they didn't have permission to say the Twins, even though they've see, you see the Twins logo quite a, a bit. Yeah. Downtown is pretty cocky, and after Gus downplays how good of a player Downtown is, Downtown gives Gus slight about how he traded away Gus's rookie cards back when he was a kid for a player to be named later. And Huff leaves, but not before he makes one last pass at Maggie. And Gus says that he thinks Huff is going to bring Downtown up too early, and Dorn says that's exactly why he needs him as a manager of the A team. So Gus says he'll take the weekend to think about it. So Gus and Maggie talk it over at the bar, and they decide it's the best decision for him and them. So Gus accepts the job and he gets picked up at a small airport by Pops, a veteran player and team and also the team mascot and brought to the team clubhouse to meet the players. Yeah, just
2: to be clear, Pops isn't the
0: team mascot. Pops is not the team mascot. (laughs) The, the, The bee is driving the cart and Pops is there as well i i was i was impressed with uh
1: i was watching this movie with jen and when she met pop when they meet pops like oh you know he, he's really nice he should be like the team captain and he winds up becoming <laughs> like the team captain and then yeah. they show him playing outfield like oh why don't they just stick him at first base i was like have you seen <laughs> this movie and you're just <laughs> fucking with me now like, that's exactly what happens like, oh no i didn't know that like, now's not the time woman all right yeah. don't mess with me she secretly watches this movie like- <laughs> yeah like a dozen times before you she she does the play. scouting and she's like oh man you know i gotta slip these in there and show them like you know <laughs> i I, oh, I don't know what's
0: going on but she knows she knows uh the first player they meet is a guy named pear pear uh what's his name lance dance pear who does yoga isn't that crazy <laughs> oh man then he meets hog ellis a surfer bro pitcher with one pitch then we get Rube Baker from Major League Two, who still has problems throwing at bases. Doc Wingate, a, pl- a pitcher that seems more along the lines of a sabermetrics analyst uh, and uh, can only throw a change up, Double play tandem set of twins, both named Juan Lopez. And then the game begins. And hey, here's Bob Eucher as Harry Doyle. I guess he got demoted for some reason. Right? <laughs> no, explanation of what he's doing. Oh, there is an explanation uh, oh. so, soon after the game. Uh, the game goes terribly. Rube throws it into the stands. Pierre boots a ball at third, and the brothers Lopez get into a fistfight with each other over a ground ball up the middle. Then Doyle mentions games like this is how he wound up over-medicating, meaning he developed an alcohol addiction, which now the fact that he announces AAA games makes that much more sense. (laughs) I didn't realize that. I I was wondering why they
1: brought him down. I I was very intrigued throughout the movie of the rotating
2: chair of color analysts with him. Yeah, what's
1: the point of that? And none of them offer anything special except for the guy who works with the twins. Right.
2: Yeah, like, I don't know if they just, like, had one guy there um, one day and then just another day they shot, that guy wasn't available, so they just put a second guy in there. Because they do switch it up
0: for no known reason. At the next practice, Gus ties the Lopez's to stakes in the ground and hits balls up the middle, so they start to understand the very basic skill of not hogging the ball. We also see scenes of Pop's not being able to shag fly balls because he's too slow and Doc's pitches don't come up on the radar gun because it's below 55 miles per hour. And he gives uh, Lance an oven mitt to use for ground ball practice. Team gets on a bus into the next game and on the ride, Gus tells Pops that he wants to turn him into a first baseman because he's too old, too fat and too slow to be an outfielder.
2: Oh, Pop said he did want it straight.
0: Mm-hmm. And they stop at a diner for dinner and downtown chats up a waitress as Doc has a maddening conversation with the waiter about the choices in salad dressings. Gus and Pops have a conversation about how Pops almost made it to the big leagues as an injury replacement, but due to a freak snowstorm he never got to play.
2: So the anti-Wally Pip.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What kind of injury is only a two day thing where you have to call up another player? How right. often does that happen? Yeah. yeah.
0: Usually they're out for and there there I don't think there's such thing as a two day injury list. Right. So yeah, he probably like, yeah. I mean I guess they could have done some like shuffling in the lineup of, oh, this guy needs to go to the DL. The uh, This other guy needs to go to the DL, so we'll bring up somebody to replace him or something like that. Right. But again, this movie doesn't care about those details. <laughs> uh, which is, it's it's like equal parts weird and equal parts refreshing. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because like we've also, we haven't seen Downtown in at, as a member of the Buzz at all yet. I but thought he's he there. Had, he's, right. I thought he had already gone to the twins at that point. I had forgotten no. that he was still part of the buzz. He's in the diner, but we don't see hit we haven't seen him yet as a buzz player.
2: Yeah, and the one fun thing about having a lot of knowledge of baseball watching this movie is the fact that there was no reason for uh Pops to even need to be on a plane since it was in October. So the technically the rosters would have expanded.
1: Yeah, sure. probably, right, because it's, it's playoffs yeah.
0: by, by at that time. Yeah, or yeah. the last week of the season. Mm-hmm. At the next game, Pops has made the move to first base, but only but on the only stretch we see him make, his legs stiff out on him, he has to be carted off the field. Meanwhile, downtown ignores a sacrifice called by Gus and blasts a two-run home run, which winds up winning the game for the for the buzz. I'm on downtown's side on this. Yeah. Now, wait, like, uh, why are you on his side? Because he's the best player on the team, and you're going to like a meaningless uh, sacrifice bunt we don't know if downtown could, could lay down a bunt most most players can't it's a huge assumption that he can right he absolutely can't this was basically just a test to
1: see if he is coachable i guess yeah so he's sacrificing his best hitter just to show that like i'm in charge here it, it's
0: a pissing contest essentially yeah i think it's just it's too small time it's too small time of a move you know i'm gonna have my what? What's the the risk of the reward? Don't they don't add up for making your best hitter bunt in yeah. that
1: situation? Uh, again, he he he. uh Downtown is suited for today's baseball for
0: sure. Yeah, he's strictly a pull power hitter. That's all mm-hmm. anyone wants. He's gonna strike out and he's gonna hit home runs. Yep. Mash some dingers. Mash some dingers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you want to see me bunt or you want to see me mash some dingers? <laughs> dingers. But Gus isn't happy about downtown's selfish play, so he decides he's going to bench downtown as a response for him ignoring the bunt call for three games, which seems excessive. Again, after... I'm, I'm sorry to bring
1: this up again. After he didn't lay the bunt down, Jen says, oh, he should be benched. Benched for three games. <laughs> I, at this point, it's witchcraft, right?
0: <laughs> maybe maybe Jen has a calling to be a A manager. Maybe.
1: Like this is what I
0: would have done. I'm I'm not I'm not putting up with downtown's crap. I'm telling you that much right now. She just sends emails to AAA managers after watching the games. I, like, I have some notes. Here's <laughs> <laughs> what I would have done. Right,
1: right. Hey, listen. If if that's a. a a skill that i'm unaware of that would make me love her even more like <laughs> sweetheart you you're a you're a baseball savant why didn't why did you not tell me this like oh you know it's i dabble in it it's not really my thing it's more of my side
0: that mm. she suggests at the end that uh downtown should have bunted to way down no, the squeeze she she had stopped watching at that point but she was still gotcha. very interested in it
1: she was like yeah hey, what, what, what's going on down there like, oh, they, they just brought Doc in to face uh, uh, Liston. Oh, okay. Is he th- is he throwing all the, the junk stuff? Like, yeah, that's all he has. Oh, okay.
0: So she was invested in this movie. Yeah. The next day at the stadium, Doc talks to Gus about Rube's problems with throwing and that it might be due to some past trauma with a little league coach, so he tells him to treat Rube with kindness. Then we got a taking care of business montage as the player hit practice. I can't believe that they paid for it. I was gonna say, that's yeah, where Pop's... the rest of the money went. Yeah. <laughs> Pop starts working out with Uh, Lance in order to limber him up more. Gus is trying to teach Downtown how to hit rather than just rely on his natural talent. And finally, he tells Rube that if he continues to overthrow the bases, he's cutting him doing the opposite of what Doc told him to do. Then, as Downtown has taken some BP, Gus looks to the sky and asks God to send him one real baseball player. Then, like an idiot, he turns his back on the batter, which is what you do not do, and gets knocked out by a line drive to the back of the head. He's woken up by some smelling salts administered by Pedro Serrano, played by Dennis Haysbert. Um, the changes yeah. we'll get. Who apparently is on this team, or? <laughs> yeah, he just shows up, right? He just goes,
1: hey, listen, uh, I'm going to play A ball now. Yep. Is,
2: is Roger Dorn just calling his former teammates up? Is...
1: <laughs> oh, and, and you know what the problem is with Pedro joining and like uh, the, the other guys joining? They're taking away from younger guys playing time. There are kids who, yes, are, sure. who still have the dream to make it to the majors, and now here's forty
0: five year old Pedro Serrano, yeah. former
2: AL champion. It, sure. It's funny
0: because because they have like a line from Euchre, which is is not much more than just yeah. If he just showed up, it's like something like Pedro Serrano coming back from finding whatever the hell he was he was looking for. <laughs> It's more or less like, yeah, whatever. <laughs>
1: <Right. laughs> Euchre does have some decent lines. He, he, he's obviously not uh, at the same clip as Major League yeah. 1 and 2, but he, he has some decent lines here.
2: Yeah, there, there's, my favorite line is one later on um, in the final game with when Hogg you know, now has the second pitch. And he goes, ah, "I'm throwing his secret or special pitch." And the other guy goes, "It's a curveball." Also known as a goes, curveball. Some would call it a curveball.
1: <laughs> I, I, I would say my favorite line from Euchre is the, uh, "Oh, there's a, there's a fly ball to left field. Oh, the wind's gonna take this one. It's out of here. We're in a dome. There is no wind." <laughs> Sorry for
0: having an opinion. You write an opinion. <laughs> it was pretty good. He had some decent, uh, yeah. Uh, lines. yeah. The changes in the buzz are immediate, and the team manages to win three games in a row. And on the bus one day, Gus sees a mini golf place called Takas and just assumes that it's owned by Taka Tanaka from Major League Two. And amazingly, it is Tanaka. So the stop, they stop by, and talk, Tanaka talks about how difficult it is to be a small business owner, and that he could really <laughs> use a vacation. <laughs> so they recruit him to the team, and they just continue to win. Just, that, that's that's how we get this guy into it. And, so much so that they're now in second place, and he
1: picks up baseball. Like it's like he's now ne- he never left, right? Because the next scene is him at bat at the single to right center field. Like, oh, yeah. This, this, like It's like riding a bike. Like, when's yep. the last time this guy looked at live pitching? We have no idea. <laughs> well,
0: he does have those batting cages. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, he's staying limber. <laughs> so they're in second place. And the same can't be said for the twins who are struggling, despite Huff's encouraging words to his team. Uh Dorn, who I guess is like the GM of this team, which I don't think they officially ever say what Dorn's. uh position is watches the twins in disgust quick question yeah why does huff not wear a hat because he's got amazing hair he's got great hair
1: but was that a part of the was that a character choice that he made or was
0: was that in the script do you think well you you hire ted mcginley part of part of why you're hiring him is that sweet head of hair (laughs) it's a nice head of hair for sure but it's so
1: out of place with everybody else (laughs) everyone else wears a goddamn hat he yeah. looks like the least baseball player of anybody in the movie. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. He 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 definitely doesn't look like a manager, or and he has nothing to do with baseball. Yeah, uh,
0: I feel like this is a role that could have went to Christopher McDonald, Shooter McGavin. That would have been a good yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think Ted. I like Ted McGinley in this movie. It's it's silly. It's he's he's in he's almost in a different movie than everybody else is. This oh. movie is silly. But yeah. he's really hamming it up. He's really chewing, chewing scenery. I was yeah. In That's his the, head, he
2: may have been in a different movie. Right, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> in like the last game, he's kind of he's wild. And in the scene, the scene in Doran's office when he's watching the uh, the news report, he's in in completely different uh, state of right. mind. Basically. I did say that. I said that. <laughs>
1: He's an idiot!
0: <laughs> He's stupid, stupid,
1: stupid. Breaking, breaking the general manager's TV. Christ, yeah. he could have just turned it off. <laughs> I, lo- I love that line. He's like, yeah, I'm glad he said that. Because usually in a, in a movie, it'll just be like, the guy smashes something in frustration, and it's just like, okay, they, like maybe they're scared, or they don't say anything. Like, oh, come on, yeah. man, that's my TV.
0: <laughs> uh, so... Uh, Dorn is watching in discuss, so he decides to fly Gus and Maggie up on his private jet and puts them in a suite so he can wine and dine Gus. I don't really understand why he brings Gus up, now that I'm thinking about it. There's really no reason. Um, but in Dorn's box, he talks about the problems with the team, including a hitter that is obsessed with himself, an outfielder that wants to be a male model, and some infielders that are worried about shoe deals. Then we watch the center fielder collide with the second baseman, which looks intentional, from all I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He like lowers his shoulder. They go to dinner with Huff, and Huff talks about how what they need is a middle reliever. But he Gus... calls it a short reliever. Yeah, Doesn't he say it's short reliever? Yeah, he says yeah, yeah short reliever. Again, proving he has no clue what movie he's in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Gus tells him that his whole team is full of individuals, not teammates. So Huff tells him he doesn't know what he's talking about, so Gus takes that as a challenge, telling Huff that the buzz will take on the twins anytime, anywhere. Huff scoffs yeah. at the idea... I said, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Huff scoffs at the idea and pokes Gus in the chest. Not once, not twice, but thrice. (laughs) So Gus and Huff then get into a fist fight right in the middle of the restaurant. As Gus gets the better of Huff getting a solid punch right in the face. Uh, The next morning, Doran calls Gus to breakfast, announces he wants the buzz to take on the twins in an exhibition. Gus is skeptical, but once Doran starts telling him that Huff thought he'd back out of the game, he's a little more receptive to the idea and says he'll talk it over to a team.
1: Do you think... I our, like
0: the idea of the uh, entire restaurant being on the Buzz's yeah. side. Yeah. Sure.
1: That's why I was like, no way anyone
0: in that restaurant knows who the Buzz are. Yeah, They're, I think... Uh, so what I, So what I understood was that was the same restaurant that they had the fight and everybody just hates Huff. Th-
1: that's what I had written down. Why is everyone giving him the side look, like that side eye? It's a totally different
0: restaurant. I thought it was the same one. It, I thought it looked different, but I could be wrong. But it would make... It would make... Nat- it would make local news that the manager of the twins in minnesota or in minneapolis just got into a fist fight with somebody else in a restaurant so it is reasonable that it would have the news would have traveled super quick
1: okay yeah i, I thought it was like yeah the, the newspaper the, the, the headline with you know
0: they're, they're gonna play the the buzz
1: like man that was really fast they, they must have done it immediately <laughs> after dinner
0: yeah um but there's also like there's nothing for the buzz to lose
1: Oh, yeah, it's all the rushers is on the Twins.
0: Yeah. yeah, Twins have to win. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, we, you, you you can't let that happen. You, like, you would have to trade all your players or just send them all
0: down. Yeah. We then cut forward, and the decision has been made as the bus, buzz make it to Minnesota to take on the team. We cut to the Twins' clubhouse, and we get our first meeting with Carlos Liston, the cleanup hitter who also might be a psychopath <laughs> as he discusses the religion of Carlos Liston and chases reporters out of the clubhouse with a baseball bat. Were you guys, did you team. guys think he was
1: intimidating at all?
0: No, no um, right? Not to make fun of people with speech impediments, but his lisp is something that super detracts from his menacing persona. I, I
1: just thought like his his dialogue in general was not scary. Like, yeah. I was more intimidated by Jack Parkman because, like, he, yeah, he's, he's
0: also doesn't seem very tall either. Hey, not to say that hey. uh, short kings can't be intimidating. You can watch your mouth, goddammit. <laughs> uh,
1: um, no, yeah, I like the whole thing was like he didn't really exude a type of fierceness that they were trying to portray him as having, right? Like, oh my god, this yeah. guy's crazy. Like, yeah, not he didn't seem crazy. He said, All right, so he, he threatened a bunch of reporters. Okay, well, he's just a dickhead but mm-hmm. like jack parkman was like he had that swagger and they, that yeah. like you know uh, rip scott hall little shimmy yeah that that, that little shimmy that made all the ladies in cleveland puke well at first it was swoon <laughs> then puke yeah <laughs> yeah and and then they, they had the uh oh, the guy on the yankees in the first movie it was oh. like they had him who was just like this this big fat bruiser and the duke threw at his own son at a father-son uh, baseball game <laughs> so like, you you had those guys who seemed intimidating and th- then carlos listen is just kind of like okay well yeah all right
0: he he's, he speaks mean but he doesn't sound very mean hmm. uh, he then meets the entire buzz team snaps his bat over his knee and walks away which makes hogels nervous as he is slated to pitch against him
2: yeah i a little um moment in this that i don't know if you guys noticed maybe you did but I thought it was pretty cool just knowing the history of the movie that when they walk out onto the field, just seeing um, in the background, you see Serrano and Rube sort of like high five. Like because they, they were the probably the two people there that had been in the majors before, until, yeah, yeah. you know, at, well, yeah. But in this little scene, it was just them two mm. alone. And I don't know if it was something, you know, they it, something was shot that they cut of them going like we're back or something like that. Right. But just the zoomed out camera and them high five. I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. Two guys that got sent back down to the minors are back in a major league stadium. They mm-hmm. would be pretty excited. Well,
1: Serrano yeah. just decided to go back to the minors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he just like he just up and decided. Yeah, I'm gonna go play again. Yeah, like I like seeing the baggy uh, at the Metrodome. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't remember what it was called. I, I thought it was the Metrodome, but. Yeah, that was a. Uh, I I was hoping it would have like property of the New York Yankees somewhere on there.
0: But unfortunately I didn't see that. So what are you gonna do? Jeez. <laughs> okay. Uh so the game starts in the buzz their own for a while. Twins scrape a couple of runs together, but by some borderline cheap plays. And then Carlos listen comes up to Bat and Ruben pops, tell Hog to brush Carlos off the plate. So he does, and Carlos makes his way up to the mound to threaten Hog, and none of his teammates come to help him. Bad teammates. There is Rube on this yeah, one. Bad yeah. teammates.
1: I mean, they're, they're telling Pops is telling him, hey, just just run for it after. Like, so why am I going to throw at him if you guys aren't going to have my back? Yeah,
0: yeah Rube's got to jump out. Yeah, that's his. That's as the catcher, he's got to do that. Yeah, you, you yeah. got to defend your guy. Yeah. So Hog basically shits his pants and grooves one right down the middle, which Carlos sends over the left center field wall. Eventually the buzz tied up via a home run by downtown and we're treated to sincerely some of the worst CG and green screens I've ever been a witness to. Apparently they just took some old scenes from previous movies and CG the background to look like the uh, Minnesota stadium. Um, So tagging in the ninth inning, hog gets relieved by doc as Liston comes up to the plate now going from all fastballs to all off speed and Liston can't make the adjustment. So an act of desperation. Huff calls up to the maintenance crew and has them kill the lights as the O2 pitch comes in and the game is called in a tie. I,
1: I love how like, I, I wasn't aware a manager has the the power over the stadium crew, <laughs> like a yeah. direct line to the, to the grounds <laughs> yeah. crew. And all that's, that. that's
0: not a dugout. It's not a dugout phone. It's an all-purpose phone. <laughs> it's an outside <laughs> yeah, line. Yeah, he could just call anyone apparently <laughs> in the stadium
1: yeah and again like does he like anthony was saying at the beginning just throw knowledge of what actually happens in sports out the window because this guy just has complete power over the entire twins organization apparently he's the fucking manager he's the manager Mm -hmm. all he has to do is set the goddamn lineup that's all he has and not a very
0: good one, right yeah he's not he's not good um his players don't seem to respect him and uh it's they and he's got like uh, just free reign. Yeah, and I doubt he was ever a player. Right. And you know, I guess he must he must have been because he him and Gus have uh, history. So I'm assuming, in terms of the backstory, he is a, he's a former player. It, it's he says nothing that sounds like he would have known baseball, right? No, and no one no one makes mention of anything like you know in terms of like his actual playing days. But. right. And that's what I was thinking like, oh, maybe they would talk about like their history,
1: like they played on a team together, like you were saying. And they ha- that's where the bad blood comes from. They never ex- really explained the bad blood. Nope. Uh Huff it a- just exists. Yeah, he's so. just a douche and that's why I don't like this guy. Like maybe yeah. he took my spot or uh you know, he we we had uh some disagreement over something. Make something up at
0: least cuz now like, but again, not enough time really, I guess. Yeah. Regardless of the dubious end, the bus celebrate at night at a bar with Serrano and Tanaka singing on stage, Pops and Rube playing pool, and Hogg talking up some random Minnesota bar tale. Uh, Dorn and Gus have a meeting, and after reading the newspaper story about the game, Dorn tells Gus that they're going to bring up downtown at the behest of Huff. Gus protests, saying downtown's not ready yet, but ultimately it's Huff's decision. So the rest of the team piles on the bus, leaving downtown behind in Minnesota. In a last ditch effort, Gus asks downtown to tell Huff that he needs four more weeks and A to work on a few things. The, the absolute worst idea ever. Right? Yeah. Also, like downtown doesn't have like an apartment that he needs to sublet at all. Or just he's just leaving all his shit wherever the fuck the buzz play. <laughs> <laughs> I, he's just there in Minnesota now. They'll figure I, it out. I,
2: not that you really care, but I think it's South Carolina.
0: Because I think that's what it says on the airport thing. But, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, yeah, someone someone will pack up my stuff and send it to me. Someone will come and get Again, it <laughs> doesn't matter. Again, it doesn't matter. That's, that's how, I guess, they just think what happens with professional athletes Just someone will get my stuff. Someone will come and get me. Yeah. So downtown feels this is a slight from Gus, telling him that he's just jealous of him and the talent he has, and he tells him he doesn't need him anymore. So without downtown, the buzz fall into a funk, losing a few games on an extended road trip. After a loss, Gus asks the team what's up, and Hog tells them that they f- he tells him they feel like they can't win without downtown. So Gus rallies the troops, telling them that the game is bigger than one player, that they should f- be focusing on teamwork and helping each other out. So on the bus, Doc starts teaching Hog about the physics of a curveball, and it works. In his next appearance, Hog successfully throws a curveball for the first time in his career. Meanwhile, downtown is struggling in the majors. But the buzz start winning again, winds up winning seven of their last 10 games. After a victory, the team comes into the clubhouse celebrating and downtown is waiting in Gus's office, having already been sent back down to AAA. This is a, uh, two different scenes of about like three scenes in between where yeah. <laughs> downtown wasn't on the team. Yeah, you need the argument and then the heart to heart within like 10 yep, minutes. Perfect. S- such efficient uh, filmmaking. Now, do you, do you
1: think it was Huff's decision to send him down or was it downtown's decision? It must've been Huff. Huff makes all the decisions. The the way that I viewed that scene was he decided
0: to come back. Oh, I couldn't cut it. So I came back. No, he, I think he was sent down. Couldn't hack it. He was, couldn't cut the mustard. As he said, three for 15 at the plate. They said, I mean, that's not great, but it's also, he's not hitless. Right. Yeah. And it's also like, what is that? Is that four games? roughly yeah, probably right four to five games yeah, you
1: know. they'll, they'll give you more of a shot than that especially yeah. after you put up a, a show against that team
0: yeah, yeah.
2: and
1: and I, we figured out what his problem is he was trying to cut
0: mustard and uh, there you
2: go. i don't think that worked
0: yeah so he apologized to gus and tells him they started throwing him outside and he couldn't hack it so gus tells downtown something that they can't fix he just needs to work so we get another practice montage we got guys working with with lance on some ballet poses. Serrano and Tanaka try to teach Rube how to catch a baseball blindfolded. It does not go well. And downtown is working on hitting the ball to all fields.
2: Yeah, That scene with Rube has like no payoff. Yeah.
0: Just hitting outside,
2: outside of introducing the hood. Yeah. You know, the, the, the blackout things that, that
0: uh, they wear the next two times they come to the
2: plate. That's the only thing that scene introduces.
0: Yeah. I mean, I appreciate them bringing those guys back. It's yeah. fun to see them. But there is... They Have nothing for them to do, yeah.
1: No, it's fan. It, I guess it's like <laughs> quote unquote fan service.
0: It is. I mean, that Joe Boo moment is 100% fan service, yeah. Yeah, make the
1: fans pop, right? Yeah, what was they right. yeah. oh, I know. I stood up and cheered when Joe Boo came back. This is that.
0: That was a cheer moment. That should have won. Well, the cheer how, moment. Did, how did how Joe Boo popping up in this movie not win? Cheer moment well, because I don't know <laughs> the, the devil works harder, that's why.
2: <laughs> uh.
0: And it works. Downtown starts to become a more well-rounded hitter and the Buzz keep on winning. After a victory, Gus is interviewed by a local news team. As the Buzz are now at a first place team, the reporter eggs on the rivalry between Gus and Huff, talking about how Huff said downtown doesn't have what it takes to be a major leaguer. So Gus issues a challenge to Huff, saying he would put his year's salary on the line to play the Twins again. And if Huff puts his position on the line. But this time Gus wants to play on the Buzz home field. Huff watches his whole interview from Dom's office, Dorn's office and then smashes the TV with a bat. But Dorn tells him that if he doesn't take the challenge, everyone's going to be calling him a coward. So the game is on. What does he care, though? the Twins he, he's,
1: he's already not respected.
0: Yeah, right? It's like, I don't have to do anything. Right,
1: I'm the manager. I, can... I, I run the Twins, essentially. I can do whatever I want.
0: Yeah. So the game is on, and the Twins arrive at Buzz Stadium, and Jobu, or Jopu, depending on the closed captioning, make an appearance... Uh, Gus gives a speech, which is less inspiring and more, let's go embarrass this big league team, and the game begins. Gus and Huff turn in the lineup cards and shake hands, and Gus asks Huff where he get got his toupee, which makes Huff look like an idiot as he pulls his hair to a ridiculous sight. <laughs> game begins and the Twins jump out to an early 3-0 lead, thanks to a double by Carlos Liston, but the buzz inch their way back into the game, and it's 4-3 by the top of the ninth. Huff gets progressively drunker, maybe, throughout the game <laughs> as he just Kind of goes off the deep end. Yeah, yeah. McGintley gets progressively drunker as the show goes on. <laughs> Maybe. So Liston comes to the plate with runners on and hits two very long foul balls. So Gus comes out of the out to the mound to calm da- calm down Hog and gives Hog the option to walk Liston, but Hog says he wants to brush him off the plate. So the next pitch, he throws high and tight, and Listen hits the deck and then approaches the mound. But Hogg tells him to stop and vaguely threatens to throw a fastball point-blank at Listen's head if he comes any closer. Listen thinks about it, then goes back to the batter's box and strikes out on a curveball. And We have bottom of the ninth. Tanaka gets, a ba- Tanaka gets a base hit to lead off, and Downtown comes up. Before the at-bat, Downtown comes back to Gus and asks if he wants him to sacrifice and move Tanaka into scoring position. Callback. Yep. Uh, it's also interesting that this game ends... Not with two outs in the bottom of the ninth. This is, yeah. uh, Tanaka let off the inning, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah, like I said, there was no no drama. Yeah, but Gus tells him he wants to go downtown, and he wants him to put it in another zip code, as he said.
1: Fair heat. So he goes up to the plate. God damn it. But uh, He does say, he, does, he gets two strikes on him. Yep. All right, real quick. I'm terrified to say to be fair now. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm begging you guys begging you I, i'm I, I please do not do that do that to me hat in hand yes i i, I am I, I i am a broken man and I, I need you to not do that anymore because i say it more often than i think i say it oh man, that's why it, okay. you, if you listen back you'll when i say to be fair you'll hear me say god damn it it w- it wasn't towards Anthony talking or anything. It was me having that Pavlov's dog moment. Like, oh my god, he's gonna yeah. say it. <laughs> and yeah. Uh I again I'm a broken man, so I just I I, I implore you, please. This is what were you gonna say? Uh <laughs> downtown gets two strikes on him, so
0: there is a little bit of drama.
1: Just a tad. Yes. But
0: again, it would have been one out if he doesn't get it. Right. You know? It... But the drama of the movie is that downtown needs to prove that he can hit pitching from the middle level, right? right? Yeah. It's that if Pedro Serrano comes up and wins the game, it's kind of <laughs> anticlimactic. Although it would have been just as fun because I like Pedro. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so he goes up to the plate and swings through the first pitch, then fouls off pitch number two. Then he takes a third pitch deep and wins the game on a walk-off home run. <laughs> and everyone celebrates. Go ahead. He, The the entire time, Huff is
1: alienating a player who might be in their organization at one point again. Right? He, yeah. he, he's making fun of him. He hits the pop-up. And he's like, Huff is like, oh, I got it. Yeah. I got it.
0: <laughs> How on earth are you a, a coach of anything? You shouldn't even coach a Little yeah. League team the way you act. The... It's so funny because Huff at the beginning of this movie is such a completely different Huff by the end of this movie, and there's no reason for no. it.
1: Right. At the beginning, he's just, he's you know, uh, he's trying to be slick, and oh, I'm the big league yeah. manager. And then towards the end, he's just a bully.
0: He's and kind of a, just a buffoon, yeah. really. <laughs> uh, everyone celebrates Huff, bemoans, and he now lost his job and is now a buzz. The airport. Oh. <laughs> At the airport, Dorn says, a deal's a deal, and Twins' job is his if Gus wants it. Which I'm not sure if that's really how it works. I guess you could just outright fire Huff. (laughs) But Gus says that there's more good he can do as a minor league manager than a major league manager. And then he and Maggie are off on a honeymoon, leaving Dorn there at the airport. And that's how Major League Back to the Minors ends. With a pretty great song about the call from the cheap seats, which just kind of wraps up this feeling of minor league teams like in a nice little bow i I had a lot more fun with this movie i I mean obviously i've seen this before and you guys have seen this before i thought i was gonna come and just gonna hate it because i haven't seen this in maybe 20 years close to 20 years but i had a good time with it it's fun uh it's not anywhere close to as good as the first two but if the fact that it's called major league means that we get to see pedro serrano tanaka and rube again then you know what i'll take that well said. I, I agree hundred percent. It's, I think I
1: had more fun with it this time around, knowing what the purpose of of the watch was. Mm-hmm. Uh, because every time I've watched it, I've just kind of had it on. This one was to you know to analyze it a little bit, and I I did find myself enjoying it more and how silly it was and how it didn't take itself seriously. It was here for a, a goofy sports movie. Yeah,
0: it's it's fascinating because like none of these char- like most of these side characters do not have like characteristics that are consistent like i mean like hog is like the surfer dude but he and then he he has his moment at the end with like coming face to face with carlos liston but like his characterization is not that he's a coward right and that be like that becomes his whole storyline between him and carlos is that carlos intimidates him um and then lance is just there like he's like oh he's ballet and, like, he had a problem with fielding for a hot second, and that goes out the window. <laughs> right. Because he gave him an oven mitt one practice.
1: Is it because they were trying to mirror the first, uh, like, the, like, the first two major leagues where, in the first one, they they focus on uh, Roger Dorn, who was a third baseman, and the pitcher. The, the, they focus on two pitchers, right? They have the older pitcher and, yeah. and uh, Ricky Vaughn, and then they're focusing on, uh, I mean they focus on a good amount of players but I wonder if that's why they went to the third baseman Lance because oh well we we followed Dorn
0: so this yeah. is kind of a mirror maybe
1: I I don't know sure
0: I think it probably has something to do with that I think this movie obviously like it, it wants to bring those elements of the first couple of movies but it's it's got a different it's got a different plan like obviously mm-hmm. most this big most of the story is the is the rivalry between Scott Bakula and Ted mcginley and i think that's uh, the reason why we don't spend a lot of time on every those pieces that we that are familiar from the first two movies this is like well we've got that's not really what this movie is about it's about okay. this and yeah. we need to kind of create this motif that like the first two movies but we're not really that concerned with it
2: yeah and Euchre even makes a reference as that this movie is going to be different you know because this was pg-13 um, and the other two are R, I believe. Um, the first
1: one was the second one was PG thirteen.
2: Okay. Oh, then it ruined my argument a little bit because his reference that he is now his favorite drink is Diet Coke. Was um, mm. me thinking him making a reference that this wasn't an R rated movie. I
0: think it, I think it goes back to the fact that he's now in a minor I league announcer because yeah. he has a drinking problem. <laughs> he even says it on the the uh, the bus when they go to Minnesota. He's like, I I picked the hell of a decade to quit drinking or something like that yeah yeah right when they're getting off to uh to play the twins yeah so yeah i had a lot more fun than i was gonna, i thought i was gonna have with this so i'm glad we watched it i'm glad this one i'm sorry mark that we are never at least in the near future we are never gonna watch summer catch freddie prince jr's date to me there you go I, I had meant to bring up like did you just decide on the fly that we're retiring summer Catch? <laughs> I so I made that announcement on the podcast that you missed the uh um, leprechaun episode. Yeah, because both Mark and I realized that this might be the four. I never went back and and found how many times Summer Catch was in a poll, but it was about four times, let's say. So I said no more. If it doesn't win, <laughs> it's got to be reti- at least for the immediate future.
2: Yeah, I know it's at least three because the first two were it was a joke that it fell into you know um, right I think we did like uh,
0: summer movies or something like that you pick summer catch um, yeah. this and then something else
2: yeah they were back to back polls and summer catch fit both criteria. Yeah. so
0: yeah that's gonna do it for this week uh, this week, uh, we got we all new brand epi- brand new episode next week if you're listening to this well if you're listening to this obviously you're listening to us if you're hearing this, I don't even know why I said that uh, <laughs> uh check out the socials and all that kind of good stuff if you want any if you want to let us know any movies reach out to us all our socials are there um yeah that's it we got a great episode coming up next week probably i assume so well, that's gonna wrap us up so the director of uh major league back to the Miners was john warren so for dan aquino and mark myers this is anthony lovecchio telling john warren well you certainly made a movie didn't you thanks for listening to they called us a movie subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to check us out on twitter and instagram at TikTamPod. that's t-c-t-a-m-pod you can also check us out on tiktok at they called us a movie